to try this again. We just recocked the whole thing. It's Monday. It's a Monday, January 22nd, 2024. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, even whenever your technology doesn't work because you don't push buttons because buttons are necessary for computer stuff. I already did an intro. We're not going to rehash it. Proverbs 22, verse 17 through 22, 21. Bow down thine ear and hear the words of thy wise and apply thine heart unto the knowledge. For it is pleasant thing, for if thou keep them within thee, thy shall withal be fitted in thy lips, that, like, that thy trust may be in the Lord I have made known to thee this day, even unto thee. Have not I written to thee excellent things and counsels and knowledge, that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth, that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee? God wrote his words specifically. We need to have fear of the Lord and precision in our thoughts. The precision in your thoughts requires the discipline to know who to listen to. We read the Bible. I read a King James Version of the Bible, but Christians hear the voice of the Lord. One of the problems in our nation is the fact that we just don't fear God. We're idolaters. That hurts people because it tells them that they're wrong. But this is what the Bible teaches. Let God be true and every man a liar. Lord willing, today we'll, look, we'll lay out the issue of the ordered, what I'm calling the ordered servant notice. Now Dave wrote it. It's Dave Jose and the group that he's, that he's got. I'm part of it. I'm his student. You should be too. He's at Real Dave Cares for You, the, letter, the number four in the letter of you. But people, when they understand what the law is, they can bring it directly against bad government. As I set up before I got the text message, thank you, Jackie, that the thing wasn't working. Our politics doesn't give us remedy. Our pundit class doesn't give us remedy. They give us promo codes. They speak about things and they complain about things that are gaslighting. Lord willing, the ordered servant notice that I will explain today. I will do an explain sketch on it so you can see it. But then we'll also go over the ideas. And then lastly, I want to contrast the ordered servant notice with what, uh, you know, there was a journalist of the name Mr. Baker. Baker is being, I believe, unlawfully prosecuted by the DOJ for his involvement and his walking into the U.S. Capitol. He has since been backed by several volunteered attorneys who have over 20 years each experience as a DOJ attorney, prosecuting attorney. And I want to look at what these attorneys write, and I want to show where they're stupid and they're dumb, and they are granting the presumptions, the unlawful presumptions, against Mr. Baker. And Lord willing, we'll do it with simplicity, and we will show in the law where all of these attorneys are wrong, where the DOJ is wrong, and Mr. Baker not asserting his rights in the law is why he will get prosecuted, it's why he's going to lose, and it's why he's going to go to jail unless people start asserting their rights and these magistrates in these courts have the fear of the law in their heart, which means it's our job to put it there. The people's job is to put the fear of the law in the heart of their servants because the people know the law and they know they can punish their servants. That's what it comes down to. First, I'd like to direct your attention to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Take the money you're already spending and switch it over. This is one of the chief ways that you can bless me, the ministry that I've got going on here because there are no promo codes. This is you and the money you're already spending. You're already spending this money, switching it over to American manufacturing, household products delivered right to your door, not made with hazardous chemicals, not made with godless commies on the corporate board, so you're not funding wokeism or the destruction of America. And it allows you to rethink how you spend your money, to shrink your household budget for better products, how, uh, that's at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Thank you for those who have signed up and continue to shop. It's a blessing to me and my family. Um, thank you and consider doing that seriously. Thank you very much. I want to talk about President Trump being prosecuted for his involvement or him talking about the elections. The 2020 elections were stolen. They were wrong. They were fraudulent. They were maladministered. All of those different things have different meanings. 
But maladministration is just the fact that there is a proper form that the law prescribes for an election. In America, because we have express trusts as constitutions, which means the law is the constitution, and what is exactly written in the constitution is the law. So when the constitutions say the word elections, those that word elections means what it meant when the constitutions were ratified. So when the constitutions were ratified, they did not mean dominion voting. They did not mean uh, plunk logs and splunk logs and dirk logs and fidget numbers and fidget spinners and all this. They meant paper ballot, single day, secret ballot, tally at the local level that night by hand. That's what they meant. Because that's what happened. So when people change the mode of elections, it's a rug pull from out from underneath the feet of the people who created the government. So if the people create the government and then tell the government, you guys need to have elections, when the people in the government get smart or smarmy and they say, well, let's just redefine what elections are. Let's make the people dumb who created us and then let's redefine what elections are so we can freaking rug pull these guys, they fall, and we own the place. That's what we've got today. That's what happened to President Trump in November of 2020. And I, because I did not know the law at that time, got caught up, got swept up in the election integrity stuff. Now, I didn't travel around the country because in my gut, I'm always sitting here going, there's something more than the machines. It's something more sinister and fundamental, and it's more simple than the machines. I knew in my heart that the machines are evil. We need to get rid of them for sure. But the issue is not the machine. The issue is the fact that someone presumed to have the authority to put the machine in the election. That's the issue. Someone presumed to have authority to change the mode of elections. Now, I can articulate that now because I've learned from Dave. But at the time, it was like, that doesn't make sense. And I actually started this stream speaking about the military, speaking about the Constitution and from my military experience, how the military was doing something immediately after the 2020 elections that did not make sense. And now because of Dave Jose, the guy who wrote the affidavit to get the Arizona audit, he did a space last night that's on Twitter. We have here in the description of this video below what I call the ordered servant notice. This is a jot form. We'll go over it if you agree with it. I would ask that you sign it and distribute it. I would ask that you print it out and give it to your people so that they know the law. And Lord willing, as we go through this today, I will show you how politics is gaslighting younger people to where they're not even going to show them the law. They're just going to continue to get them stupid and indict them to this. I will show you how the pundits have no remedy, how the, the guy named Baker is getting uh, you know, destroyed by the attorneys. All well-intentioned people, I think. I think they're well-intentioned, but they don't know the law, so he's going to get hurt. He's going to get punished. And then we'll go over the ordered servants notice, but then lastly, we're going to have the pre-seats, which is us calling the shot before it's ever taken. So right now, President Trump is being unlawfully prosecuted, for saying stuff about elections in Georgia. Remember the, the slut Fanny Willis that's having sex with people and she's going at Trump for talking bad about elections? That, uh, that prosecution, that, that criminal charge, my prediction, my prayer is that that gets dropped based on what Dave Jose did and based on what we are now going to publish. So let's downshift and we'll get to that. Let's First, I want to say, I'll start off with some humor. If the Illuminati were a Fortune 500 company, it might look something like this. Morning, Pete. Epstein didn't kill himself. Morning, Dave. Epstein didn't kill himself. Hi there, I'm Otto Von Blackrock, CEO of the Illuminati. Our mission is to foster worldwide chaos through manipulation, destruction, and unnatural disasters. Hey Rob, just a quick reminder, auditors are coming by tomorrow afternoon, so we need that missing children inventory report. Thanks bud. When I first took over this job in 962 AD, this company lacked proper organization. Now, we don't hesitate to hold each other accountable. So Dave, is a plane gone missing yet this year? He's still working here. His dad did 9-11. He's a total nepo hire. One second. Kyrie! 
My guy, what's up? We're big believers in healthy competition in the workplace. Tupac, Biggie, JFK, Area 51. Okay, what have you done? The Loch Ness Monster and Jeremy Lin? Hey, people bought it, didn't they? Our projects do take time. COVID wasn't a spur of the moment thing. First, we tried the swine flu, then the Zika virus, until finally we developed a product that could be distributed internationally. Hey, how's that RSV project going? Hey, it could be better, you know? Sequel's never as good as the original. Mm. Now, we do offer a generous benefits package for all employees. How do you get your skin so clear? Oh, the company insurance covers adrenochrome. Yeah. Now that all being said, we do pride ourselves in having a fun work environment. Work today, guys. Well, just a quick reminder, it is an election year, so remember, start spreading the word. Every vote counts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, obviously, that's riffing on several conspiracy theories, many of which I believe are true. Now, I look at that, and of course, it's funny. But think about this. Step back and think. What's the remedy there? Because there will be people who will say, look, people are waking up. They're making fun of this. Well, making fun of it doesn't actually prove a remedy. It doesn't actually show you what to do about it. It just shows you that more people are talking about it. But if you talk about it and joke about it, what are you going to do about it? You're going to have sober thinking. You're going to start talking. You're going to get back to the basics. Now let's downshift and let's go to an influencer, which is one of the worst words ever in English. An influencer, social media influencer, is getting paid money well, I'll just, I'll just let him explain it to you. Go ahead. I just got a very interesting email. So for those of you who don't know, I am a critic of the current economy. And recently I've been posting my thoughts on the economy. And, you know, obviously it's not good. I'm not saying it's Trump's fault. I'm not saying it's Biden's fault. I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. But obviously Biden is president and the economy sucks. So, you know, naturally the blame lies on him. And some of these videos of me being extremely critical of the government have gone so viral that I was literally featured at 7 p.m. on primetime on Fox News the other night. And this morning I got an email from someone claiming to be from the Democratic Party. And they said, what would your rate be to post positive videos about Joe Biden? And I replied back, honestly, I know nothing about the economy. I don't pretend to know anything about the economy. And I know nothing about politics and I'd rather stay out of it. After all, I'm just a normal guy. I'm not a politician. I'm not a conservative or a liberal talking point. I'm just a normal person. So they responded back, we understand you're not a fan of the Democrat Party right now. How much would it cost? I was like, you know what? I wonder how bad they want me to post this. 50 grand. And they said yes. For those of you that don't know anything about social media, I have another account that's massive. And like for brand deals on my 3 million follower account, I get like five grand. They offer me 50 grand for a video on this account with only like 400,000 followers? I'm not going to lie. I was very, very tempted, but I didn't do it. Yeah, so the idea is if you can get people with money, you can get them to say stuff. Hey, this dude's ripping us apart. Let's give him some money. Yeah, I'll do it for 50 grand. Okay, sure. What's that tell you about the money? What's that tell you about the effect of what people just in through their eyes and into their ears for the key terrain of the mind and the prize of the soul. And you'll, you'll start to see people that have like garbage thoughts all over the place. If you're not reading the Bible, you're not hearing God. No such thing as quantum physics law, eternal thing. There's this guy on Twitter. He hates Jesus. He's a new ager sitting here saying he's like led Rothschilds to Jesus Christ. It's just it, like people hate Jesus but they will hijack and want to use Christ in order to benefit themselves. It's a freaking hoax. Read the Bible. God ain't dumb. He gave you the Bible. So your politics has no remedy. DeSantis dropped out of the presidential race. Who cares? These people are running to be your servants. They're not running to be your leader. And because they're not running to be your leader, why do you give them attention as though they are in control? This is why whenever I answer questions, well, how, how, do, how, do, we, how do we do what you do? It, it's a fear of the Lord. It's a fear of the Lord. If you don't fear the Lord, you fear not the Lord. You fear something else. It's a freaking hoax. Pundit America is the same thing. Pundit America is the same thing. This is what I mean. This is the letter that was put out for, uh, what's his name? Um, Stephen Baker. This was released this morning. Press inquiries, and this is public, so I'm not like doing anything wrong by showing the email or the or the uh, the what's it called the phone number. But this is an attorney statement on the threatened prosecution of investigative journalists. 
talks about Stephen Baker, talks about a different couple things. I actually did a live stream on this uh, last week or the week before, something like that. What interests me is the last page of this four-part, four-page thing. This was given by attorneys. It says, quote, there, this will be another breaking. So they're listing out like how the DOJ is doing stuff. First of all, it's a four-page notice. You could, you could destroy this in half a page. Constitutional due process of law, statutory crimes, presumed guilt, that's unlawful, boom, done. There you go. But here's what these attorneys are saying. This will be another breaking of institutional norms, which is not the law, by the De Department of Justice. Among the undersigned counsel are former prosecutors of the DOJ, as though that's an appeal to an authority. You notice right there how they're appealing to the authority of the experience of these former prosecutors? to mean that somehow their argument matters more because they're former prosecutors of the DOJ? You have your own people telling you that you're doing wrong. Why don't you just read the freaking Constitution? Remember, Proverbs chapter 21, 22, verse uh, 19. That thy trust may be known in the Lord, I have made known to thee this day, even to thee. Verse 20. Have not I written to thee excellent things in counsels and knowledge. Verse 21. That I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth, that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee. If you know what's written, why do you care about the experience of an attorney or not? Who cares? Who cares? And it says, each having served for more than 20 years, who have witnessed the breaking of other norms. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Of DOJ policy procedure over the last past three years, such as using arrest warrants and SWAT raids to apprehend persons charged with only misdemeanor offenses. Question, if these attorneys were inside the DOJ while these offenses were happening, why did they not make those offenses known while they were in the government? See, that right there, in my view, shows that they were maladministering justice. I would then look at whatever cases they were involved in when they said that they were observing those malicious prosecutions, and I would say, you guys were trustees unlawfully participating in the prosecution of people because you knew the government was doing wrong while it was doing its prosecutions. Does that not make sense? Like, did people just not think like this? And so now you've got this journalist, quoting, reporting facts and embarrassing the government. First of all, it's not about embarrassing the government. It's about the fact that he has a secured right to speech. That's the issue. These are attorneys speaking in non-law. They're using emotive, political language. Hey, bro, that journalist has a right to free speech. Freedom of the press. Show him where he's not allowed to do freedom of the press. This is, this is the frustrating part that I have. Because now you get down here and see this single uh, sentence right here at the top? It says, as Steve's counsel, all volunteers, which, think about this. If they're stressing the fact that they're volunteering, when do you ever see attorneys stressing the fact that they work for free? Which would mean that attorneys are getting paid in every single situation where they're not stressing the fact that they're volunteering. So whenever you notice, or I should say not notice, that attorneys tell you that they work for free, that is, by inference, a time when attorneys getting paid. How many of these people in January 6th are being prosecuted by the DOJ and the attorneys are, telling, are not telling people that they're doing it for free? Which means attorneys are getting paid while J6ers, every last one of them, are getting prosecuted and thrown in jail. Does that make sense? We issue the following challenge to the Department of Justice as though this is freaking trial by combat. You notice that this is not using the law? We issue a challenge to the Department of Justice. If you are so convinced in the strength of your case against Steve Baker that you filed charges against him in the district court for the District of Columbia, we invite you to join in a stipulation with the defense to have Steve's case tried in the United States District Court for the Eastern District of North Carolina or the Northern District of Texas. What are they getting at here? These attorneys are calling attention to the perceived bias of the District of Columbia. What are they not doing? They're not using the law. They're attacking the, impartial, they're attacking the impartiality of the judge, which is good. But why don't they use some law against it? 
why don't they say you guys are using the federal code of criminal procedure which is unlawful because it derogates against the common law. How about they attack the fact that these are not courts of record, but legislative tribunals that move by statutory provision? How about they say that the, the very fact that they're being prosecuted by statutory crimes presumes guilt, which is unconstitutional? It goes against his due process of law, where he has the right to be noticed, he has the right to be heard before judgment, and judgment is rendered after the proceeding according to the common law, which is a court of record. How about they attack the jurisdiction and say that the guy who swore under oath that Baker was there and committing crimes was a uh, an affidavit that was sworn to pictures, not the presence of the witness. See, the maxims say a witness is one who is present to observe a transaction. And so if the Constitution secures Mr. Baker's right to, uh, have the, to, to face the witnesses against him, he has no witnesses that are coming against him, swearing to the fact on first-hand knowledge that he was there breaking the law. What they have is internet pictures. What they have is second-hand evidentiary standards that derogate the common law, so Mr. Baker does not have a witness to these crimes. But yet these attorneys with multiple decades worth of service are challenging the venue because of the partiality of the judge. And we're supposed to celebrate the fact that they're volunteering for this? Part of me thinks that because Steve Baker has such a big following and there's so much uh, you know, media attention on him, that these, what, one, two, three, four, five, six attorneys are jumping on the grenades and say, yes, I'll volunteer. I'll be the hero. I wonder if they're going to get paid in the back somewhere. I wonder if they're getting a real estate deal. I wonder if they're getting kickbacks from somebody in government, the type of government that would pay $50,000 to a dude who to make a video with an account to 400,000 followers to say, I like Joe Biden. The same Democratic Party that pays that type of situation is the same type of Democratic Party who's got bureaucrats in the government who would say, hey, you know, we've got this whitewater ranch over here. Do you want to make a real estate investment? James Lee Bright, Matthew P. Suradimi, Bradford Geyer, Philip Linder, William Shipley, Edward Tarpley, Esquire, 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 Esquire. We're volunteering for this case. Yeah, but your volunteer sucks. And you're, you, there's no remedy there. You're not using the law. And you notice this question. Are citizens of those two districts not suitable for jurors in Steve's case? Well, think about the, that question and what it implies. That question speaks to the suitability of jurors, which points to the standard that Steve has to have a, a jury of his peers. Does Steve have peers in Washington, D.C.? Do they know him? Are they his neighbors? Are these jurors in Washington, D.C. benefiting from the federal prosecutorial system that creates the jobs and is the number one cash revenue uh, source for all of D.C.? And so by extension, one could attack, attack the credibility of the District Court of Columbia and its jury pool because the jury pool is likely a beneficiary and benefiting from all of the monies going to the federal government in the district. Does this make sense? And it says, is the federal judiciary in those two courts not able to provide a fair and impartial trial? Fair and impartial by what standard? See, because the entire court case itself is administered by the Federal Code of Criminal Procedure. Do you recognize that the jury can judge the fact and law in American jurisprudence? This means that if the jurors were, once they're sworn in, they can be told that the federal criminal uh, procedure federal prosecution criminal procedures rules are freaking hoax evidence standards can be destroyed this picture of steve baker this video of steve baker walking to the capitol actually goes against the constitution because there ain't nobody swearing to the fact that he did it and there's no one willing to say yeah that's him and that's what he was doing see these are the types of things in precision in the law that you need to be able to say but they're not going to do that and it says, on what basis does the United States Department of Justice believe the, quote, United States can only get a fair trial in the District of Columbia and not one of those of the United States? You see what they're doing there? See what they're doing there? So instead of using state constitutions, 
They're only going to focus on the U.S. constitutions, but they're going to try to bifurcate United States with, quote, United States. See how they're doing that? See, see that little subtle wordplay? But they're not going to use the law in the states. They're not going to use North Carolina's constitution. They're not going to use Texas constitution. See, this is why you know this is why I get upset because once you learn this stuff, you can spot it real fast. You can spot it real fast. So I want to get to the precedes. I want to get to this notice. So let's do this. So the issue that's going on, the issue that's going on, and this is in the JOP form: alter, reform, abolish the people's notice of demand of awareness and stance of supreme power. And you can look down there at the bottom. If you want to go ahead and get delicious air-roasted coffee, you can go do that at HumbleWB.Coffee. HumbleWB.Coffee. It's a membership. So when you join, the benefit is that you get coffee delivered right to your home. But the purpose of the membership is to uh, spread Bibles and mail Bibles around the country. So HumbleWB.Coffee has air-roasted coffee, which is not drum-roasted coffee. Delivered right to your door as a benefit for joining the membership of using and spending and spreading distributing Bibles around the nation. Go to humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee. So this is a notice that Dave wrote, and this is the people's notice of demand and awareness and stance on supreme power. I, one of the people, as seen in the 50 constitutions, sui juris by right, do present you with this notice that you may provide immediate due care. Please take notice that the people have been awakened to their duty to assemble for the common good. So it's the people's duty to assemble for the common good to instruct our servants as the agents and trustees of government. And then we see Virginia Constitution, Bill of Rights, Texas Section 2. That all power is vested in, consequently derived from, the people. That magistrates are their trustees and servants and at all times amenable to them. Look at that. That is in the law right now, and Virginia was one of the original 13 uh, states. So, please take notice that there was never a grant for government officials to have elections by other means, that which was prescribed by the constitutions of the people, and doing so is an attack on the rights of the people and dissolution of government. This means that you, like I said earlier, you can't rug pull the people, change the form of their elections, because if you do that, you dissolve government. And then we look to John Locke, who wrote the two treaties of government. Thirdly, this is the quote, section 213, or 216. This is actually uh, book two. I think it's chapter 15, section 216. Thirdly, when the by the arbitrary power of the prince, so the prince here is anybody in government. So this would be the legislature, this would be the judge, this would be anybody, any bureaucrat. By the arbitrary power of the prince, the electors, or ways of election, ways of election, are altered without the consent and contrary to the common interest of the people. The common interest of the people. See, we have a common law in America. The common law is that the law applies to all people equally. This is why your rights are common rights. A common right is that which is, is common to the people derived from the common law. Your right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Those are common rights because everybody has a common interest. And the common interest of the people regarding elections is that elections are free and equal. That they're fair. That they're not fraudulent. That they are able to be audited. That's a common interest. All of those are common interests regardless of your political party. There also our legislative is altered. For if the others than those whom the society hath authorized thereunto, which who authorized the society? The Constitution tells you what? The people. The people authorized the society because the people voluntarily associated to form the society. So do in another way other than what the society hath prescribed, those chosen are not the legislative appointed by the people. This means that whenever you choose the ways of elections and you do it against the people who authorize the society, whoever was chosen by those processes are not the legislative appointed by the people. This means anybody chosen with a machine is not elected. This means anybody chosen with early voting is not elected. This means anybody chosen with mass mail-in ballots is not elected. This is the law, folks. 
This is the fundamental law. We're not using hoax. This isn't sovereign citizen stuff. This isn't state national garbage. This is the truth. Let me, uh, let me do this and I will do this to do this. Should have done that early. This is not state national garbage. This is not sovereign citizen stuff. This is the law. When you read the constitutions, you are reading the products of the brainchild of John Locke. You, that, that, that's what you're doing. The founders attested to that. The, federal, uh, the Federalist Papers attest to that. They literally this is John Locke. We're taking from John Locke's work. So when John Locke tells you that government dissolves when they arbitrarily change the mode of election, guess what? It means that government dissolves when they change the mode of election. Now, in your brain, what, you, what your programming is going through right now is you think, well, your government is the big buildings with all the people inside. But that's not what your government is. That's not what your government is. Those are manifestations of the government. But the government is the rule and the way that the people are governed. And in America, we have a common law system in which it's the relationship between the government and the people and their rights. So the people's security and their persons and their rights and the relationship between government and that. So your government is that which is providing for the security and the defense of your rights. So when you see the big Supreme Court building or the big U.S. Capitol or the county commissioners, when you see these things and you see these bureaucrats inside, that is not your government. Those are your servants. The way that they serve you is the government. That's governing their actions. Government speaks to the idea of the rudder of a ship. It's not the ship, it's the rudder. It's the thing that directs the ship. So when you have people in office, you have the big buildings, you got the cops, you got the anything. The way that steers them is the government. So the way that they think, the order they follow, the code and regulation for my military people, the, the way that they compelled you to take the vax, that's the government. Not who did it, not what they did, it's how they did it. The government, the head. It's, it's the how do you direct the ship, the rudder. Please take notice, Locke and authority in English law claims that government is prohibited from carrying out elections in ways not laid out by the fundamental law by the people. It is therefore the guaranteed right of the people to seek redress for insurrections against their power and will. Self-explanatory. Please take notice. Two of the people, as well as others from the 50 states assembled, guaranteed by the state constitution and federal rights, ordered President Trump, ordered President Trump and other officials to investigate in these matters as there was widespread election irregularities witnessed by many people. And so this is two people, Josh Barnett, Dave Jose, and others, they ordered President Trump by affidavit. And uh, Dave put the affidavits in the in the thing. Please take notice that Senator Karen Fan received over uh, Senator Karen Fan. She was the president of the uh, Arizona State Senate. Received over 100 affidavits. Now you got to understand, two affidavits swearing to the same overt act is sufficient evidence of treason. Sufficient evidence to uh, convict someone of treason. So here is 100 affidavits that were not rebutted, which means they stand as evidence in the law, and saw it fit to perform a full forensic audit by the will of the people, though attorneys and other actors wished for her not to. This is what you have to understand. For all of the downsayers right now, all the doomsplainers, the people that don't know the law but won't shut up, the Arizona audit happened. There was a time before the audit where no audits had ever been happening from any presidential election for any nation in world history. Not like a, a full forensic audit. This is not just the, the audit that happened in, uh, in uh, what's it called, uh, Florida in 2000. This is a full forensic audit of the whole thing. Never happened. And now it did happen. And it happened just by people, normal people, using affidavits. No attorney stopped them. No judge stopped them. No one could stop them because the law was used.
because the law was used. Okay? So please take notice, the same affidavit that ordered Karen Fain to do an audit ordered President Trump to investigate and to seize all machines. So the audit, the, what Dave is pointing out here, Senator Karen Fan that got the audit in Arizona, despite attorneys and everyone else not wanting her to, sent the same affidavit ordered Karen Fan to tell President Trump to seize the machines. And this is why, if you remember, when General Flynn and Sidney Powell and Bill Barr and Patrick Byrne were all in the White House, there was a big scuffle because Trump wanted to take the machines. Trump wanted to take the machines because Dave sent this affidavit. Because government officials at one time ignored the will and right of the people to access their ballots and materials of the people's own elections. See, the people own the elections. A definition of elections is a political event is, is a political event of the people. So the people own the elections, not the government. The government just facilitates the elections. But the elections are political events that people do. Government doesn't do elections. People do elections. Government facilitates and administers them. But the elections, the actual choosing of electors and representatives, the transference of political power, that is only done by people. That is not done, ever done, by government. Slow down, listen to the words, and understand that the people do elections, not the government. And because the people do them, the ballots belong to the people. The machines belong to the people. Everything that's involved in the people transferring political power is owned by the people. The people made claim that the government officials were acting in insurrection because they changed the ways of elections and did other underhanded acts like take money from Facebook and change election procedure without the foundational law allowing for such acts. They didn't follow the Constitution to change the way that elections were ran. They just passed legislation, which subjects elections and the modes of elections to that control of the legislature, which it's not, because the state constitutions will say... All elections shall be free and equal or, you know, some, some type of situation thereof. And so if they're free and equal, they can't be molested or abrogated or changed by the legislature. That would make them not free. That would make them not equal. Because how could a, uh, an election A, before the legislature changes the law, be equal with an election B that happens according to the legislature that changed the election laws? Those two elections are not equal. They are unequal. So if you can't have equal elections if they're not ran the same way, which means when elections, which means when the constitutions were ratified, the way that they did elections then is how they ratified all elections to be done. So if any election was done not the way that the founders said it was supposed to be, then those elections are not equal. Make sense? Roger. Please take notice that President Trump is the servant of the people and the people realize that whenever any government should be in danger of maladministration, which means it doesn't actually have to do it, it just means it has to be in danger of, at risk of, in jeopardy of maladministration, which just means wrong administration. So this means that if there's an election and someone says, we want to use these machines, that's maladministration. You don't even have to do it. You just have to be in danger of doing it. So if no elections have any machines, saying you're going to use machines is danger of maladministration. Because to use a machine is to maladminister elections. So to be in danger is to say you haven't done it yet, but you're going to. So we're going to stop everything and just remove all the dangers so that we get right administration. We want good government. We do not want bad government. Mal means Bad. Malo in, in Spanish is bad. Maladministration is bad administration. They have the power, who's they? The people, to reform, alter, abolish government in such ways as may be deemed expedient. All federal officials have already sworn this absolute right because it stands as part of the many state constitutions. And then he reads Virginia Constitution, he reads Georgia Constitution, he reads Missouri Constitution, and then he comes here. Please take final notice that we the people are in unison united and understand that our servants are simply trustees they're simply trustees this is why i call it the ordered servant notice 
Trump was ordered as a servant. But people want to call the president the leader of the free world. But this notice is saying he's just a servant. Trump was ordered as a servant to obey. Do not miss that. And agents, you have no power to carry out your own will nor the, in, uh, nor the will of the foreign interest. This doesn't mean foreign nation. Just, this just means anything that's outside of the constitutions. So the Oklahoma Constitution is foreign to the Kansas Constitution. The U.S. Constitution is foreign to the Oklahoma Constitution and the Kansas Constitution. They're not the same. So if you administer things according to the U.S. Constitution, you are foreign to the Kansas Constitution, to the Oklahoma Constitution. This is why Oklahoma Constitutions say that all elections shall be free and equal. In Oklahoma, they're all the same. In Kansas, they're all the same in Kansas. In Missouri, they're all the same in Missouri. So when the feds come along and say, we're going to make them all the same, what you've just done is you've now acted as a foreign entity outside of those 50 constitutions telling them what to do. That's a foreign power. That's treason. We the people therefore put you on notice in the love of Christ because Christ is king and the gospel is the only way to heaven, letting you know that the people notified President Trump of issues with elections after 2020 elections. So Dave is telling people, and you can go ahead and go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. If this is insightful or encouraging or good information, please share it. But also say thank you by switching your money over to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren because it will save you money. You'll have direct product purchase delivered right to your door. If you don't like it, quit. No hassle. Not a big deal. Thank you for trying at the very least. And this is the number one way that I get supported for the work that I do. The people demand uh, demanded him to obey the Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, and his own Executive Order 13848 by right. By right means that the government can't tell them what to do. Therefore, prosecuting him for investigating, speaking about, or attempting to get to the bottom of all election issues is without good faith and maladministration on the part of all actors interfering with the people's contracts found in all state and federal constitutions. That's, that's awesome. Right there, that conclusion. Going after Trump for Trump obeying his masters is actually going after his masters, the people. But if the masters are doing it by right and the law backs them up, prosecuting Trump is unlawful because you can't attack the master when the master is doing what masters do. This is so brilliant. Please see below Maxim. If you believe you have been granted authority to prosecute the people's servants who are obligated to follow their contract, rebut this notice with a sworn affidavit under the penalty of perjury showing where you have been granted these powers. Please respond within seven days publicly showing these powers where you agree that you are attacking one of the people's servants with full knowledge, malice, and intent. That right there removes... Um, uh, that right there removes... One, it... it it removes the fact that they can't claim negligence. It also shows that whenever they don't respond, they agree. So not only do they not have negligence, but now because they didn't respond, they agree, which means they did this with full knowledge, malice, and intent, which is, which is really bad. And you understand the people have the guaranteed right to establish new government and constitutions where their safety and security can be attained as the people learned of the, uh, of the wicked king at the founding of this free republican form of government. As one of the people, it is my demand, wish, and order that all prosecutions over insurrection and like claims be immediately dismissed in the interest of justice. President Trump, as seen by the attached affidavit evidence, was compelled to obey his contract. And that right there is the contract makes a law. And then the maxim, no guilt attaches to him who is compelled to obey. If God tells you to do something, you have to do it. When God tells you to preach the gospel and you don't do it, you're guilty. If you do it and someone attacks you for preaching the gospel, they can't attack you for you obeying your master. So here, when President Trump was ordered by affidavit to seize the machines and investigate the matters of the elections... As he started to do it, people attacked him, even though he was given the lawful grant of authority to go do it. 
And then there's the affidavit that lists it out. And this, the, this link is in the description below. The reason why I point this out is because I believe that this is a uh, use of the fundamental law in a way in which the prosecutions against Trump will be dropped. And I'm doing it on January 22nd for posterity. So that when these, when these prosecutions are dropped in the matters of Trump's uh, election stuff, when they're dropped, you will see, you will have seen beforehand, this stream will stand as evidence so that God gets the glory. And this is God doing a new thing. God is not going to permit the same stuff from happening, which is why he's giving people who seek him the wisdom to break unrighteousness. And that's exactly what we're doing. We are using his word. We're using his wisdom to destroy bad government. And we're very precise. It's very specific. We're bringing everything out into the public so people can see it. And there's no argument against this. These people had the opportunity to rebut years ago and they didn't. Right? So the, the, the thing said, you know, rebut within what, seven days? Rebut within seven days, which was the uh, original. No, any man or woman denying these claims are true must rebut these claims point by point within three days, 72 hours. Failure to respond means that by acquiescence, you agree that all claims are true. Failing to respond with constitutional granted authority, which gave you the power to disregard the people's rights mentioned within this affidavit and contract, means that you agree to have this affidavit used against you as evidence of treason, insurrection, and maladministration. That is right there. That is right there. So I can't move it, but that's that's right there. You further agree that once the three-day time period is up, this affidavit becomes truth and law and that all matters must be considered adjudged and that no court has jurisdiction to rehear these matters and that these witnesses against you shall be considered sufficient for conviction. Remedy shall be had by giving the people a full audit of every machine used by voting and all associated software, all evidence of any voting fraud, any witnesses of dead voters, blah, 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 all this other kind of stuff. 13 December 2020. So there you go. This is the real fundamental law. Now what I want to do is I want to show you this very simply in a uh, explain sketch. It's just a very simple explain sketch. This is not going to be difficult. It's going to be very, very simple. Let me get my camera. Let me do this. So now we have this. So we're going to call it the ordered servant. The ordered servant. The ordered servant. Okay. As always, we got our blank piece of paper. You got your pen. We're going to start off here with God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then he instituted the New Testament, which is the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus. The death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus. This is the only way to salvation. When Jesus physically rose from the grave, he said in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, that all power in heaven and earth are given to him. Then he said, go. When Christ says go, that is a command. When Christ said go, he said that to his disciples, he said, go, uh, teach the nations or uh, teach the nations to be disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Holy Spirit. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all the commands. And lo, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the age. So when Jesus says go, he's telling them to go use their powers. When you talk about your rights, one of the definitions of rights is power of free action. So when you talk about your rights, when Jesus says all power is given to him, that's the power of free action. So your rights coming from God, that Jesus tells you to go use, we the people. Now, the founders were Christians. Because the founders were Christians, they knew their Bibles. Because they knew their Bibles, they were smart enough to reserve to themselves their rights. And what they reserved to their rights includes life, liberty, right, property, due process, 
And then they created a big wall, this big impenetrable wall you can't get through because they created constitutions. We'll just talk about this big US constitution, but they created the constitution. Now, ex constitutions are express trusts. This means that the exact word of the constitution is the law. So because the founders reserved their rights, they also created the express trusts called the constitution. Now, all of these have the same frame. They all have, and all your states, they all have a legislative, they all have an executive, they all have a judicial. This frame is the same frame for your 50 state constitutions and your U.S. constitution. Now, what happens with Trump in the ordered servant is that you had the executive, which is POTUS, President of the United States. President of the United States was, was, was doing something. The people conducted elections. Now, if there was bad stuff, what Dave did as one of the people was that he sent, he and Josh Barnett sent affidavit. And this was by right. So the people, because they reserved their rights, they come up here and they say, you know what? We're going to say petition or remonstrance. Remonstrance, if I can speak or if I can write. So remonstrance. So the people see something that happened that was bad, like the 2020 elections, 2020 elections. The people saw the 2020 elections were done poorly by all the governments around the nation. And then the people, Josh Barnett and Dave Jose, um, and you can do real, real day. So Dave Jose is my teacher. And he's at the 4U on Twitter. So the 4U. So, um, and we'll do founders because I don't want to say F equals Christians because that looks bad. Founders were Christians. So the people, they reserve these rights. So when bad stuff happens in government or when bad stuff happens to the people, the people come into their well of rights, come into this quiver, right? They come down here and they say, oh, well, we're going to do remonstrance real fast. So they pull remonstrance up to themselves and they go what? We're now going to swear under penalty of perjury and fire this baby right at the POTUS. And when we fire this thing at the POTUS, we are going to go directly to him and we're going to be quoting him the Constitution. So the POTUS actually gets the affidavits. So when anybody in government, anybody sworn to this, when they get affidavit by right, they got to take action. Have to. So when they don't take action, that violates rights, which goes against the Constitution, and the Constitution defines that as treason. So when they sent two affidavits, that's two affidavits swearing to the same fact. How do you convict of treason? You got to have two witnesses to the same overt act two witnesses to the same overt act treason is literally the only thing ever defined in all constitutions so affidavit by right two affidavits dire directly to the potus and this right here or excuse me that's the crime but these right here were sufficient to get trump to take all the machines why was that the case because the people use their rights that come from Jesus. That's why. So when the people know how to do notice and affidavit, they do it by right, which means they're pulling their right to remonstrance or their right to petition. They're pulling it up to themselves. They're going through themselves and they're sending it here. They're sending it to legislators. They're sending it to judges. They're sending it to the freaking dog catcher, right down here, dog catcher. County commissioner. You can, you can lob these things anywhere. Boom. Warhead on a forehead. You can go directly from we the people to the dog catcher. You can go directly from we the people to the judge. Any judge to include the Supreme Court. So you can do bam right at him. You can do this to the freaking U.S. Senators. I'm a U.S. Senator. Send a notice affidavit right to him. Boom. And you're doing it by right. By right means that nothing in this can tell you you can't. Nothing in this can tell you how to do this. Nothing in this can bury this or hide this under submission. 
which is why when you assemble, which is also one of your rights, which is something I'm going to be looking into a lot more, and I've got a solution that I'm working, which is mean whenever you assemble, you've got more of these people, which means this right here is going to be having more of an effect because you're not just by yourself. This is why you assemble. This is why you don't forsake the meeting of the saints. So whenever Dave Jose and Josh Barnett recognized, here's all this bad stuff, Dave wrote the affidavit, and they said, yeah, we've got the ability to do a remonstrance, which is a strong rebuke, and we, we can send this to anybody doing anything. You can snipe by notice and affidavit by right, and nobody can abrogate that. And that is actually what the Supreme Court said in Miranda versus Arizona, 1966. Miranda, Arizona said uh, where rights are secured by the Constitution are involved. When rights secured by Constitution are involved, there can be uh, no rulemaking or legislation that abrogates. And this means... So Miranda, Arizona, 1966, when rights are secured by the Constitution are involved, there can be no rulemaking or legislation that abrogates them. This means that anything that the legislature can do can't go against rights secured by the Constitution. Anything that the executive, the POTUS, the DOJ, the anybody else, anything that they do can't go against the Constitution. Any judge, federal, state, you know, community, circuit, whatever, anything that they do here can't go against the Constitution. So if you know your rights and if you know the constitution and if you know how to write notice an affidavit when these dudes do something wrong you go right at them that's exactly what dave jose did with the ordered servant notice so now that people are coming after trump let's say trump is right here and trump's got hair right trump's got his comb over so trump's got his comb over so this is trump when people come after trump so when Trump gets these things right here, Trump as the POTUS, the executive officer of the Constitution, Trump is obligated by law, law, because the Constitution secures your rights. Because the Constitution secures your rights, Trump with two affidavits is compelled to take the machines. He's compelled to either uh, take the machines or tell his boss, his master, actually the Constitution doesn't let me take the machines because here's where it's written in the Constitution. Which is why whenever you actually look at the, um, when you look at the, uh, the, uh, the affidavit, it says, um, uh, failing to respond with constitutional granted authority. You've got to give the granted authority. Where is your granted authority? If you do not have a granted authority, then you don't have the ability to tell me no. So if you, by right, know the Constitution, you can send notice and affidavit to anybody and they are obligated in the law to obey. That is why we send notice and affidavit. That's why we're also going to be doing this, um, this notice here, the order, what I'm calling, you know, I don't know what Dave's going to call it, but the ordered servant notice, the ordered servant notice is telling President Trump or excuse me, it's, it's telling everyone prosecuting President Trump that President Trump, um, whenever he spoke about the elections, whenever he tried to take the machines, whenever he did these things, and now that he's getting prosecuted, the notice is telling everybody Trump was obeying the law because we told him to. Now, to wrap up, the beauty of this is because it presents this perspective of government and not the government is an idol and they are in charge perspective of government. So Trump's, get this, Trump's liberty and his freedom is going to be t attached to, directly tied to the fact that the people are in charge and the people commanded him to do what the law says. He's not going to win any other way. So when these prosecutions are dropped, Lord willing... And it's not because it's Trump, even though that's my bias and I like him. It's about the fact that it's the law. If a Democrat was being unlawfully punished or unlawfully prosecuted, it's our job, it's our duty to bring the truth of the law to defend that man or woman. It has nothing to do whether it's AOC or Bernie Sanders or whatever. This is why you have to get out of the radical left is destroying America. 
you've got to kill that perspective. You have to destroy that view because if you don't, you're not going to get righteous government. Because when lawlessness is happening, it doesn't matter who it's happening to. It matters that it's happening. So you stop the lawlessness. You're not giving favoritism to your team. You're doing righteousness because it's righteous. You're doing good because it's good. And you're doing it ultimately to give God the glory. God won't get the glory if you are partial in your application of his wisdom. If you don't bring wisdom to both the sinner and the saved, then you're, 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 you're not applying God's wisdom, which is for the people. God wants all people to be saved. So if there's a Democrat doing lawlessness, or if there's a Democrat that's having lawlessness done to them, you don't just look the other way because it's a Democrat. If you do, shame on you. And if you know what you're supposed to do and you don't do it, it is sin and you will be held accountable. Now, I will say, after you start learning this law and you don't take action, God, God knows what you know. And so if God knows what you know and he knows that you knew something and you didn't take action for his glory, he's going to nuke you. He will nail you. You will be held accountable for that. And this is the parable of the talents. If you've got five talents and you don't multiply them, shame on you. If you've got three talents and you don't multiply them, shame on you. If you've got one talent and you bury it so as to not lose it, shame on you. When you get things from God, you are supposed to multiply. You're supposed to use them. You're supposed to bring them directly where he wants you to because you're learning from him. You're reading his Bible. You're understanding how to apply that so that you serve him in justice and love and truth. So that's the ordered servant notice. Friends, I want to direct your attention to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel must be believed, which includes being obeyed. There's a lot of people that say, well, I'm going to hear the Bible, but I'm not really going to do it. I'm going to hear the gospel and I say I believe it, but your life is still bad. You're still uh, living a sinful life. Friends, you and I are sinners. We deserve conscious eternal torment in a lake of fire called hell forever because of our sin. But Jesus Christ, God the Son, came to earth, lived a perfect sinless life, took our place on the cross. God poured his wrath out on Jesus for those who Jesus, who, for those who are in Christ when you hear the gospel, he, he was buried and three days later, he physically rose from the grave. When you believe the gospel, you trust that he took your place. You will repent of your sin. You'll turn away from your sin because sin is the only reason Jesus took the cross. So if you continue to work lawlessness, if you continue to work sin, what did Jesus sacrifice merit you for anything if you do it on purpose? So when you sin, you repent of that sin and you are baptized in his name. You are in Christ. You have to be in Christ. If you are not in Christ, you get no benefit for him uh, or from him. You don't wear his robe of righteousness. His righteousness is not put on top of you. It's not put on you if you do not and are not baptized in his name. When you believe the gospel, it changes everything. God no longer sees you. God sees Christ. And you're going to obey the Bible. You're going to read the Bible. You're going to preach the gospel. You're, the old will be gone. The new will become. If you do not believe the gospel, you are going to go to hell. I, I enjoy the fundamental law. I love the fundamental law. I love applying the precision of the law to lawlessness. It, it is fulfilling. It is nothing compared to the gospel. Do not conflate the two. Do not think that I am trying to stack themselves with each other. I think that the fundamental law is an echo. I think it's a it's a it's 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 a it's reflective of God and His law and how He does things. They are not the same. They are not the same. I love America, but America is not Christ. I believe because Christ is good, he wants to save America. And I believe he's doing that because there are people who are following him with precision, sobriety of mind, and they're disciplined to say, this is what the Bible says. This is what Jesus says. I'm going to do it because it's right. Not because, uh, you know, I think it's convenient or pragmatic. Friends, believe and obey the gospel. 
If this has been encouraging, enlightening, equipping, educational, motivating for you, please take your shopping and support Americans. Sign up at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. It's the best way to support me in the work that I do, but it's also a way for you to take your bullets out of the corporate woke warfare and send it to American manufacturing. This private membership, it's a shopper's club. So you're going you're gonna to get discounts. You're going to get household goods delivered right to your home. If you don't like it, don't enjoy it. That's fine. Quit anytime. No hassle. No extra fees as a result of it. I invite you to sign up. Someone like myself or others will uh, that's, that's affiliated with me will call you and say, here's how it is. Here's how, here's how to think about shopping for household products differently. That's all it is. Here's how to think about shopping for household products differently. Wrangle in your budget. We've actually, Katie and I have actually saved money because of how we are disciplined in the approach. It's a forcing function, which is great. It was great for us. Anyway, that's at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. The link is in the description below. Also, you've got humblewb.coffee if you are a coffee person. Air roasted coffee is way better than drum roasted. Drum roasted, they put the bean in a bucket, spin it around, set it on fire. And after they burn it and all the ashy stuff is still there, they load it up with a bunch of chemicals. May or may not be cancerous. I have no idea because it's garbage. And then it tastes like bitter, horrible garbage in a, in a thing. Don't do that. Air roasted coffee is coffee as God designed it, which is perfectly roasted on a cushion of air never touches and is never burned by hot metal it's organic it's free trade so it doesn't have all the bitterness it doesn't have any additives no flavorings no nothing like that it's exactly as it's intended to be delivered right to your door as a benefit of joining the membership where your money goes to distribute bibles around the country so as a benefit of joining the membership you get the coffee of your choice and the purpose of this per the purpose of joining is to distribute Bibles around America, which America needs the Bible. Anyway, Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit. Go to war.